0: This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Are you ready to supercharge your auto repair biz? This is Coach Chris Cotton from Autofix Auto Shop Coaching. The weekly blitz is where industry expertise and business innovation collide, getting your engines revved up for the week ahead. What's under the hood, you ask? Every episode is loaded with game-changing insights, up-to-the-minute industry updates, and practical tips to shift your business into high gear. We're talking about stuff you didn't even know you didn't know, people. Big shout out to our awesome sponsor, Shop Marketing Pros. Are you looking to shift your shop's marketing from zero to hero? Trust us, you don't want to gamble your livelihood on amateur marketing moves. Go pro with Shop Marketing Pros, your ticket to top-tier results. Find out how they can fuel your success at shopmarketingpros.com forward slash Chris. So, hey, everybody. If you're listening in on when this comes out, you just passed Christmas. I hope you had a Merry Christmas and you celebrated New Year. Hopefully you didn't celebrate too hard. Everybody's here, you're with us, you're ready to go. Can't believe 2023 is in the books and 2024 is here. Like we're actually a couple days into 2024 and it's time to get going and get moving. Couple of different topics today. I don't know that they really go together, but this is what's on my mind, and I always try to be as real and authentic as possible and try to just share with you what I have, thoughts in real time. So one of the things I want to talk about is is coaching up. Kimberly always tells me, when I see her in the mornings, like our days are kind of crazy, like we pass each other by, she'll look at me and says she'll say, coach them up. I started thinking about that. What does coaching them up mean, or what does that look like? And I want to put it in the context of college football. Everybody knows I love to use my football analogies. But if we go back and if we think about college football, and if we think about the way some of the people have, pick on Lincoln Riley just a little bit. I think he's a really great recruiter. I think he's a really, really good offensive coordinator. I don't think he's that great at coaching people up. I think that when you get people in, You've got these, you know, they rank the recruits, a five-star recruit, a four-star recruit, a three-star recruit, two-star, etc. And when you get the recruits in, your job as a coach is to coach them up, to take them from a level two to a level three, from a level three to a level four, to a level five, to just expanding on. And so when I think about coaching auto repair shop owners and what we're doing there, my mindset is to coach you up. Take you from the level you're at now and expand on that and move you up. And that, that's really whether you're level two, three, four, five, like we can, we can take somebody that has very little experience, coach them up. We can take people that have years of experience and coach them up. There's always things that you can learn and know by being around other people and that you can, you can be coached up and expand and move on. So that was the first thing I wanted to say is just. If you think you're at a level where you can't be coached anymore, you're wrong. If you have a coach that is not coaching you up, maybe it's time to find another one. Doesn't have to be us. If it is us, then great. But I challenge you for 2024 as an auto repair shop owner to get coached up. Okay? That's my thing on that. The other thing I want to talk about today is goals in general, and I think a couple A month or so ago, I think I talked about shop goals. What I'm talking about now is more like personal goals. And again, personal goals, business goals go hand in hand kind of. But if you're not fit physically, mentally, whatever, then it's really going to be harder to have a great business and to push it forward because it's stressful. There's a lot of stuff going on. Going to the gym, eating healthier, smoking less. You know, there's no end to the resolutions that people make every year. No matter what your goals are, psychologists say that the fresh start approach is a great way to achieve them, especially if you feel goals slipping away before the calendar even flips to February. So I want to talk about fresh start goals just a little bit. It's the concept of choosing a landmark date instead of one with less meaning for starting a new goal. There was a study where researchers went to university employees and they gave them the opportunity to choose between increasing their contributions to a savings plan immediately or at a specified future point in time connected to a fresh start date. And then when they framed it like that, they increased the likelihood that the recipient would choose to increase contributions at the future point in time without decreasing the likelihood of increasing contributions immediately. It's kind of crazy. You would think that people would be like, okay, this is a, this is a, a plan. I think it's great. I want to do it now. But then they don't. But then when you throw the landmark date in there at them, they pick the date, they work towards it, and then they go. There was also participants in another study who were given a landmark date instead of a random one, and they were likelier to start a new goal. These temporal landmarks work because they allow you to distance yourself from the old you and create a new you. Or to put it in terms from the studies, people's strengthen motivation to begin pursuing their aspirations following such landmarks, and this originates in part from the psychological disassociation or dissociation that those landmarks induce from a person's past imperfect self. So now that you have that goal in mind, there's some other stuff that you can think about. There's a couple different ways. You have an avoidance or an approach. So say you've set your goal on your landmark day, how you pursue that's going to give you a long way, whether you achieve it or not. So there's usually two ways to tackle these goals that you set for yourself. Typically, one yields more success than the other. The avoidance goal or an example of an avoidance goal, I should say, is avoidance goals include stop eating sweets, watch less TV, stop smoking, things like that. Approach goals, instead of focusing on avoiding a behavior, you're creating a new behavior. So your goals would be like eating more vegetables, reading more books to replace the habits you want to shake. And I actually have one for me this year. We're big book readers, but this last year I found myself really slacking off on books. So I'm going to go to putting this out there that me personally, I'm going to start reading more books, but I'm also going to read more presidential books. I'm reading one now on Harry S. Truman. It's actually really, really book. And I think it's something that I would love to learn more about each president. So I made a goal to read one book about each of the presidents, try to see how that goes. Okay. There's another recent study that found that approach goals are more likely to be accomplished about 59% of the time than avoidance goals, which came in at about 47% across a huge selection of potential resolutions, right? So when I was thinking about goals and goal setting, I was trying to find somebody who maybe on a higher level could give us some more insight to this. I couldn't get him to do the show. Maybe at some point I can. There's a person by the name of Sahil Bloom. He's a writer, investor. But he did share some thoughts recently on social media and in his newsletter. And so I wanted to kind of go through that and read that. And so this is from a conversation that he had, which offers advice on goal setting frameworks, how to stay committed to your goals and what kind of goals to avoid at all costs. So the first question to him was, is what framework do you use to set goals? And he said, the first thing you want to do is establish categories. You're going to build goals around. He suggested Putting these into three different buckets, if you will. One personal, two professional, and three health. And within each of those buckets, he tried to begin with the end of mind. What are my major goals for these areas? They should be ambitious but not ridiculous. We'll talk about a little bit later, but I'm a big bad guy, big hairy, audacious goals. I found out in my research and reading that maybe that's not the best, best thing. I think it works for me. Some people maybe not so much. He continues on and he talks about thinking about the major goals as the summit of a mountain say Mount Everest. And so the goal is at the top. And from there, he works backwards and established what he calls checkpoint goals. And so if major goals are the summit, then the checkpoint goals are the mid-climb campsites along the way, which if you think about it, I think it's great. I think it's great painting this picture this way because you can't reach the summit without going through these checkpoint goals. And so these checkpoint goals are going to provide a fixed set of points to stop and adjust as necessary along the climb. He also talks about establishing anti-goals, which are the things that we don't want to happen along the way. If you think about it this way, if you're trying to reach your summit, but you're not at the expense of losing your toes or your sanity or your life, those would be anti-goals. And so to establish the anti-goals, he says, ask yourself, what are the worst possible outcomes that could occur through my pursuit of my major goals? And then you want to avoid those. One of the other questions was, What's your advice to people who think to themselves, I'd love to set some goals, but I'm not sure what those goals should be. Goal setting's hard, right? So he says goal setting can be an intimidating exercise. Life is big and broad. Segmenting your life into a few buckets, personal, professional, and health, for example, can really help deconstruct the intimidation. But then within each of those areas, what more do you believe you're meant for? Which I think is a great question to ask yourself. Fundamentally, he says goal setting is about a belief that you're meant for more and identifying that more is what it all comes down to. If you can get specific around that, you'll have your major goals in front of you. One of the follow-up questions was, what is the number one mistake you see people make when setting goals? And he said, the number one mistake I see is is people tying their future happiness to the achievement of some goal. And I think this is kind of where where I failed with some of my goal setting Now thinking about some clients, I think that this is the same thing that's that's happening to them as well. How many times have you assumed that your lasting happiness was on the other side of some goal, a promotion, a pay raise, whatever? How many times have you been proven wrong in that assumption? Like if I only get here, then life will be great and it'll be gravy. And I can tell you something that I work with, with all shop owners, business owners, there's always something else to knock you off your pedestal. There's always something else to work on. So getting to some level is not going to put you on easy street. Might make life a little better, but it's not going to be the final answer to whatever solution you're looking for. And so they call, you know, this is the arrival fallacy. And so it's a term used to describe the false assumption that achieving a goal will create lasting happiness in our lives. It's a win then. If you think about it in psychology terms, when I achieve X, then I'll be happy. So the reality is that achievement is not a lasting source of happiness. Our natural wiring keeps us running. We reset the baseline and start wondering what comes next. These goals become how we define success for ourselves and our lives. Achieving the last big goal is never enough as we simply reset our scoreboard and need to achieve the next goal to feel like a success. And so by defining our success on the basis of these extrinsic goals, we set ourselves up for unhappiness. So really in the end, I think that's what it's all about, right? Being happy, setting goals, achieving goals and continuing your happiness. One of the other questions or the final question is, is are there any specific tools that make the goal setting process easier? He goes on and he says, I'm an old school paper and pen guy. I keep it very simple. He goes, I love a good pocket notebook for tracking things on a daily basis. And I use a simple three by five note card for most of my daily priorities and to-do lists. It works for him, but you have to find out what works for you there's some apps like Notion and some other software tools have some cool templates, downloadable templates that can be used. And that may be a fit for the more process-oriented folks out. One of the other things I wanted to think about or talk about was some other more, more goal-setting resources. One of these you've heard probably quite a bit. The rest of them, maybe not so much. So you can do a Google search and find all of these and go from there. There's more methods for setting goals than there are flavors of LaCroix, if I said that correctly, which I hate, by the way. Here's a list of more popular goal settings. Of course, we have SMART, the specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound goals, hard, heartfelt, animated, required, difficult goals, WHOOP goals, wish, outcome, obstacle, plan, the OGSM model, objective, goals, strategies, and measures, Locke and Latham's goal-setting theory, Warren Buffett's two-list strategy. Then they even have some, this is called the one-word goal-setting, backward goal-setting. And then you always have KPI-related goal-setting, annual goals, quarterly goals, monthly goals. And then my favorite is the bag goals, big, hairy, audacious goals, right? That's the rundown I wanted to give you on goals and goal-setting. And I also wanted to talk about coaching you up. It's a new year, boom. Rip the calendar off the page, rip the page off the calendar, flip it over. We're in 2024. Make 2024 the best year you've ever had, but don't set unhappiness goals, right? Go into happy goals and make this your best year ever physically, mentally, business-wise, whatever. Also help those around you, coach them up. My goal for you as a shop owner is for you to be coaching up the people that work in your shop. So let's make 2024 the best year ever. Have a great day, everybody. In the world of auto repair, success isn't handed to you. You got to seize it. It's all about strategic decisions, effective management, and a thirst for knowledge. This show, The Weekly Blitz, is your trusted resource every step of the way. A big shout out to our listeners. Your dedication to gross fuels our passion. And let's not forget about our fantastic sponsor, Shop Marketing Pros, who makes the show possible. They're all about top tier marketing for top tier shops just like yours. Until next time, Coach Chris Cotton signing off. Keep your gears running smoothly. Keep learning. Keep growing. In this business, every day is a chance to get better. It's time to rise and grind. Here's to your ongoing success. Stay driven, everyone. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the aftermarket Radio network.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.